Views and opinions discussed are purely those of the individuals who have shared them with us and are not to be used without permission. We may discuss some medical topics or items. Do not take this as medical advice. It is purely for information and entertainment purposes only. All right. Welcome back for episode 13 of the Cairo Live podcast. We have a special guest today, Dr. Christopher Marvin, a.k.a. Marv, uh, or Dr. Marvin Says on Instagram. He drops bombs, so make sure you follow him on Instagram. Um, but yeah, we're going to just get rolling right into it. So the topic today is going to be basically how and how your experience was at school, where you're at now, what you've gotten into, and how that transition works. So start us off with uh, when you graduated and um, yeah, basically just your take on your experience. Cool. Um, thanks for asking me to be on, of course. Um, so I graduated very recently. Uh, it's July 14th. I graduated on June 2nd. So I'm quote unquote a brand new doc. I have my wonderful degree, but because the post office sucks and lost two things, I'm still waiting on my license to be issued, which is a huge complication that was not anticipating. Uh, I was anticipating having my license two or three weeks ago. So it's been a unique challenge, but we'll get into it. But luckily I paid for post preceptorship. So I would highly recommend that to folks about to graduate if they know where they're going to land, because I could still treat as long as I have a babysitter, AKA licensed doc in the house, but I had to get like special malpractice insurance and sign a few things. And of course pay our school some money because that's how it works. Um, <laughs> but I can still treat patients as long as the licensed doc is in the house. So I'm, I'm very happy I did that. I almost didn't given the fact we were expecting my license to be issued within three weeks. Right. And it's longer than that, obviously. So that's something to uh, keep on everybody's radar. It's no, I didn't know that was a thing, but that's just through the school. Yeah. So you would apply for post preceptorship. You need to do it. It takes, they say it takes like four to six weeks to get approved. You've got to fill something out. The doctor, your preceptor guy has to fill something out. This is if you are going to end up getting a job with your preceptor. Because you have to be tied to a licensed doc. So it might not apply to everybody. Okay. okay. And I came here to preceptor to figure out if this was my landing spot or if I was just going to start my own thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, talk to us about school. How was your experience in school? Uh, School was very underwhelming, to say the least. Uh, but I'm glad I went where I went because I got in touch with the mentors that I needed to get in touch with and made the connections I need to make connections with. Um, we are a preceptor site for the University of Houston uh, athletic training master's program. So people come in through here. So like I'm teaching them stuff and they're always like, where did you learn this? It wasn't from the curriculum. It's all like outside, uh, outside study, independent study, getting up really early, meeting with mentors, uh, meeting with mentors in clinic after clinic close. Anytime I had no patients, Hey, let's go work on this. Let's go work on that. Marv. Um, I'm just going to preface this for everybody. Marv is the king of independent study. <laughs> yes. This guy came into quarter one day one with uh, like way more knowledge than anyone, anybody had. I am older and no, you're good. Yeah. So I am older. So that goes into play. I worked in a physical therapy department in undergrad. I have a degree in exercise science and I was in the, I ran my own like fitness business. So like I had like 14 years of experience before going to school. So that's the only reason why I seemed educated and smarter than everybody else. <laughs> only because I just had uh, more time on the face of the earth to fill my brain. With yeah. But you still, you still like studied extra things outside 
harder than anybody I've ever heard, at least during school. So give yourself That's a workout. I, give yourself I did. Yeah. I mean, I did that to keep myself sane because I was very uh, disappointed with the curriculum. But again, I'm glad I went where I went because I met who I was supposed to meet. And like, I got this opportunity here. And the big thing I will tell everybody, and I even had it in my speech at graduation is like, start reaching out to others. So when COVID hit, and actually the, only, the good thing with COVID is I had to pivot from shadowing just local docs in the area to doing what we're doing here. So I would have Zoom calls, phone calls, Skypes, whatever, with professionals from all over the world. So PTs, chiros, podiatrists, strength coaches, nutritionists. So like then I just started reaching out. So by the time I got to clinic, anytime I got stuck with a patient, I had 30, 40 people in my phone. I could be like, hey, I'm stuck on this patient. Can you help me out? So that was very beneficial. And it allowed me to get multiple job offers even before I got to clinic because nobody right. does that. So that's what I would recommend is uh, it's hard, but if you can be disciplined to do like read 10 pages a day, fit in a half hour to an hour of outside independent study time in an area that you want to learn more about, if you could do that, that's going to, I mean, school's what, 3.2 years year round. Like that's a lot of time, like just extra learning time you could sneak in. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not that first year though. That first year is kind of crazy, but I mean, with COVID we had a lot of extra time. So. Right. That actually helped was a blessing because then I could learn what I wanted to learn Yeah. versus being trapped. Cause I would try to do it the first year of like, okay, this I'm not getting anything from this. And then I would try and like be reading stuff on my laptop, but it's hard when somebody else is speaking, right? Like my brain doesn't work that way. I have to like listen to binaural beats yeah. with my headphones while I'm studying to retain stuff. Um, so that was nice. Um, but I mean, you get out what you put in, which yeah. is the dumbest cliche on the face of the earth, but it's totally true. So true. Yeah. I had my preceptor ask me the other day if I thought school was difficult. And I said, no, because I didn't think school was very difficult, except for maybe that first year when we were just slammed with all that science information. But once COVID hit and we had that second year that was very sciencey, but it was all online that made things a little bit easier. Um, so school yeah, for me, it was just a time management issue. Yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of for everybody though, right? Right. So that's when being very strict and dedicated to fit in that 20, 30 minutes a day, or I read 10 pages in the morning, right? When I get up and something I want to learn about, like that's where you have to be kind of. And that's a work, work ethic thing. And that's Correct. something that you, people always look at you for too. Like we, we all saw that and yeah. we're all yeah. just like, damn, Marv is doing this, this, and this, but. It also <laughs> helped that my, I was essentially single because my partner was in uh, eight hours away because she's uh, went back to school herself. Right. So she she's still in California while I'm in Texas. Um, oh, really? So, yeah. So, uh, so that kind of helped. <laughs> and yeah. uh, like all I, I knew how to get to the gym and Costco and that was about <laughs> it. everything else. I had to Google Maps it my entire three years in, in the Bay Area. Definitely having less distractions is is huge. I, I could agree with you. Mm -hmm. Like I, my yeah. partner was all the way back up here and again yeah i just went grocery shopping on the weekends and that's about it yeah yeah so but I, i'm spoiled too she's like a ride or die so like when i was my entrepreneur before like people thought i was a figment of imagination because i 
and I will just say, I'll just grind it out. It'll pay off. So I have to be careful. I need to work smarter, not harder. Cause I'd work seven days a week, 15 to 16 hour days. Right. I would never go out with her. So people would be like, do you really have a boyfriend <laughs> or are you just making this up? Well, a little mythical figure, Marv. So any <laughs> other, any other tips you have for students? Cause hopefully this podcast is reaching students, prospective students and current students. So any tips or tricks you think would be relevant or want to share with the incoming students, I guess maybe not at Palmer West, but other chiropractic schools and uh, current students. Start thinking about how you want to practice, um, which means you're going to have to go. It's just as important to see how you don't want to practice as it is to see how you want to practice. So I would go and shadow people where I'm like, there's no way I'm practicing like you because you see 200 people a day and you see them for two minutes and you're anyways. But like I would I would always look for a golden nugget talking to somebody or shadowing somebody because you can learn little tidbits. Um, so you've just got to get exposure beyond the classroom because the classroom is so is such a vacuum and it's an echo chamber. Mm -hmm. um, of course, we all know I did my best to challenge that echo chamber probably <laughs> way more often than I should have. Uh, but if you don't get outside of the bubble of school, like it's really easy just to start parroting the same stuff and approaching things the same way and you lose that critical thinking ability, which I think what separates a good clinician from a average or poor clinician is I think having a level of skepticism not like excessive, but a healthy level to where you are like, well, why, if this doesn't make sense, why am I just repeating it? Just because somebody else told me it without looking into it. Yeah. I remember John telling us that Marv and actually Justin, he's told us that before he was a big why guy. Like, yeah. Why? yeah. Uh, a smart guy in his class also told me, Marv, if they don't threaten to kick you out of school twice, you're not getting your money's worth because you're not challenging what they're <laughs> yeah. telling you and you're just accepting it at face value, yeah. which I'm sure there was conversations about how do we get this guy out of here? Um, but um, yeah. And then, I mean, think about while you're in school, would you allow your grandma to be treated by yourself in the future, knowing what you did with school? Like, did you party nonstop and just really not give a hell about learning anything? Like, you know, a good one. Would you let your grandma go get treated by your future self right out of school? Because unfortunately, I think most students these days are incapable of starting out on them by their own. And they yeah. have to do that 30,000, 40,000 a year when you just pay for a quarter of a million dollar school because they can't do it on their own. And I think that has become the accepted norm and for the profession that preys on its young like don't just accept that like, you've got to kind of yeah ex expect a little more from yourself but also sometimes i would not sometimes i let my frustration with the process get the best of me which is why i train in the gym how i do like that was mostly just stress relief from that um so like you also got to like know like okay this is not my skepticism and my drive to learn outside is no longer a healthy thing if that makes sense like everybody's different you know some people just they don't want to ask why because it freaks them out or it sends them tail spinning and they don't know what to do but i mean you got to figure out what works for you at the end of the day what worked for me is not going to work for you yeah yeah I mean, I think the important thing is to figure out how, like you said, how you want to practice, 
majorly why you want to practice and if you feel like you put enough effort into become that good clinician to treat your grandma or treat your friends or, or your family that yeah. uh, and charge what you want to charge. I think that's another thing that um, in conversation with people is like, they just don't, for me, the perspective is a lot of people don't know how to run a business, which is a huge piece of it too. Yeah. So they yes, they don't have the confidence necessarily in their skills, but then to also run a business, know what to charge, know how to put those things together, how to ask for, be confident enough to ask for money for your services. Cause I mean, like you said, we paid 250,000 for this education and we need to have the confidence in ourselves and what we can do to, you know, ask for our dues, you know, um, cause we have to make yeah. that money back. So that's just my perspective, but I agree. I think it's super important for students to start thinking about how they want to practice. I've seen it a lot in outpatient clinic. People are taking like an hour plus with patients and <laughs> by all means, that's great, but, that's not going to be feasible in the real world, at least coming yeah. out of school. So not if you're charging a heck of a lot of money. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. the, one thing, the one thing I do want to add is I'm not also saying go get alphabet soup behind your name and take every seminar on the face of the earth. No, correct. I'm with you um, there. I was very systematic with my approach when I did that. Whenever I could just get the resources from somebody else, I would just study them on my own or figure it out because the issue I see is either there's no independent study time or they're literally at a seminar three times a quarter, the all 12 quarters. And it's like, then you have so many tools in your tool belt. You don't know when to use which one, when you never get good at anything. Yeah. Like you've got to like master one tool. And then what is your current gap of knowledge? Like you don't need to take five different soft tissue right. certs. Like, Pick one that you think is a big bang for your buck. Everybody knows which ones I, which one I took and the one I'm a proponent of. But you don't have to do five different soft, like pick one and then that's your only soft tissue modality. Now pick an assessment if you don't have a history with assessing like I did. Then, pick, you know, I think adjusting seminars are very exciting um, and helpful. But it doesn't mean you have to do everyone on the face of the earth. And then like, take advantage of like free clubs on campus too. Cause I did my first quarter, I only studied, I didn't get involved in any clubs and I kind of regret that. Cause then when COVID happened, I couldn't do that. Um, yeah. 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 So it's that balancing act. But yeah. Figure out what you're, what you're lacking, then research the hell out of which one you're going to do. And then once you have that hole in your gap in your knowledge, like filled, like don't search for the next thing and to fill that same gap, pivot to something else. Mm -hmm. So then maybe you're only taking potentially one to three, maybe, but they've filled a certain need that you feel like you're not getting from the curriculum or from clubs. Yeah. Cause I can't tell you how many times on still on social media, especially cause I did that post on like how I approached it. Um, what about this? What about this? I'm like, dude, this is like your fifth soft tissue. Like, <laughs> and you're still not good at the other ones. Like why, you know, uh, or what about this? Well, you're already good in that subject so why would you spend a thousand dollars yeah like not a single person has ever been like hey what are the letters behind yeah that's good to hear so yeah, yeah. good to hear good to make free social media it was a lot bigger deal to be on say an art website or whatever right now, who cares man yeah that's a good point right? good point so that was my little rant for the day because i just because like people people prey on students and oh this is gonna fix all your things yeah. this is the secret to all your patients and it's my way the highway so yeah it, it seems to be that way with all different 
seminars right. and whatnot. There, theirs is always the shining one and the bunch, and always yeah. is the one that's going to supply the the solution. But then you take a step back and you look at all of them, and it's like you're all teaching very similar things. It's just yep. a slight tweak on it. So what's the thirty thousand foot view sort of thing? And like you said, yep. figure out what holes you need filled. But at the end of the day, though, like you're not going to get better without the reps. Yeah. Correct. And if you do, and if you do too many hands-on early on, we don't have patience. You're going to forget it. Absolutely. Like, well, my first year I took six uh, seminars and they're all hands-on. Well, guess what? You don't treat patients for another six quarters, which is another year and a half. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck trying to remember anything. Like I would be like, Oh, I'm going to remember all this shred adjusting stuff, man. That's all gone. Yeah. We went to that together and I totally forgot all of that. And it was super fun and exciting. So that, but it was cheap. So that makes sense. What quarter was that? Like three. That's what I thought. Yeah. So like, but that was a super reasonable one. Right. But if you're spending, you know, $1,500 on these big name ones and then it's like, but you're not going to get your hands on anybody for a long time, unless you are dedicated and strict with practicing it every single week because yeah. there would be like oh there's no way i'm gonna forget it nah, i forgot it. Yeah. yeah most most people are like us though we're all we admit that we're, we're broke students and we're not spending you know all of our right. money on i seven think hours. one of the curses <laughs> is having daddy's credit card to do whatever course you want yeah yeah for yeah. sure for sure all right well so Talk to us about your preceptorship and how it led you. Well, one, how you got it, because your story is a little bit different than what you normally hear about. Two, um, what it led you to your current position, obviously, and kind of how that's been going. Yeah, so the doc who I am joining as business partners, I can say his name, yeah? Yeah, that's your call. Yeah. Talk to you, man. Uh, it's Todd Riddle from Factor. Um even without my known affiliation with the riddles, I still thought Factor was the best seminar I took because it's a system, not protocols. I hate protocols. But uh, so I met, he came out to school before COVID and did like a lunchtime, like, here's how Factor works, blah, blah, blah. And apparently I asked a bunch of good questions because that's kind of what I do. And I got his phone number. And once COVID hit, he was the second person I reached out to. And we talked on the phone for 90 minutes. I had a standard list of questions that I'd ask everybody. He told me I would listen to this podcast and read this book. And I did it and I would follow up like, Hey, I did this and it was really good. Thank you for your recommendation. And then when it came time around quarter seven or eight, I started putting together my pecking order of the three docs I would want to preceptor for. Um, and he was number one. The one was in Seattle. We visited Seattle and I hated Seattle. So that came off the list. The other guy was in Montana. <laughs> but I never made it out to Montana because we flew out here. We were visiting her family. She's from Texas. Um, drove down to Houston just to go get barbecue with him. Because um, he, sorry, did the phone call. A year later, he came and taught his seminar. And so I took his class, was very impressed and continued to hang out with him. Got him to go to barbecue with a few of our schoolmates, like hung out with the riddles at night, always stayed in touch. Like nine months later, we drove out to Houston because we were close enough, went and got barbecue with him. Was like, hey, I would like to preceptor for you, but he was working out of somebody else's office. And he's like, well, I'm thinking of starting my own thing. Would you be interested in that? Like, holy space balls, expletive, like, okay. Wasn't expecting that because um, he's very, very well respected. Um, like he's at the world games right now, treating athletes. Um, 
Then we flew back out last July 4th to check out the area. Cause if you don't like where you live, it doesn't matter what your job opportunity is, which is why unfortunately Seattle got taken off the list immediately. Cause we did not like it. Yeah. What no didn't you like about to... Seattle? Cause I feel like I take offense to that. Cause I, live I was so... going to say no offense to anybody. <laughs> um, well, we went there during a lot of civil unrest. So that uh... was like the riots and the funding of the police was happening, which obviously did not paint the city in its best light. Right. But the traffic, how dirty it was, the cost of living. I'm like, we're leaving California to get away from the cost of living. Uh, the fact that it rains nonstop, I don't do well with that because I mm-hmm. experienced that at Sonoma State where it rained 28 days my first month there and I almost left. <laughs> I don't do well with that. Um, okay. Yeah, so, but uh, the that, doc that's... was like amazing though. Like I have friends who, multiple people from our school work for him and they're all like greatest decision of my life. I'm like a hundred percent. Like even when I told him, hey, I'm not gonna, Cause I, it was to like, I would really like to come work for you. And I told him, Hey, I'm not going to, I decided that Seattle's not the place for me. He's like, no, no sweat, man. Like anything I could do to help. So I still text him questions when I'm stuck and he answers me right away. Nice. So like that's the person you want to be involved with. So then we flew out, we drove here. He brought that up like interesting. Then we flew out last 4th of July, checked the area out, stayed here for about five days, exploring everything, asking very hard questions. My partner came out with me. Um, decided that I was going to preceptor here to make sure this was the correct landing spot for myself. So came out here to preceptor. I came out here in April, it's July now. Uh, delayed buying in because I wanted to make sure he and I get along really well. And on paper we fit, but it's totally different working together and running a business together. Um, so did the preceptor. Um, we had some very good but hard discussions on what our vision was for work what expectations were blah 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 um so uh decided that instead of starting my own thing this is my landing op- landing spot so i just i just bought in um so i'm 50 percent owner of the plcc we just expanded into this new location i just showed you guys we just rebranded the, the name of the practice since i'm here now and uh i'm getting rocking and rolling um i don't want to do just cairo go ahead no no i was just gonna say based on like social media it looks like you guys are rolling along well is that who's running that is that you i assume it's you yeah (laughs) it has that more touch to it it does have that more touch (laughs) it is it's persistent (laughs) though like it's good shit and it's just constantly coming out so that's i was like damn that's awesome yeah it's a lot of work but it has paid off in spades um side note i want to have multiple revenue streams in my the practice you know business is your is your seed money for other stuff but i do want to get into teaching so Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully in a month here i can announce my first seminar alignment that i'm getting involved with and um i've already beta tested one of my courses i'm going to put that together i'm going to put together my nutrition stuff so like i want to have teach course i want to get paid to travel the world and teach yeah that sounds amazing um so I'm trying to balance that with starting a practice because obviously I moved to an area where I knew him and his wife and that's it. So, and uh, Texans aren't very really fond of Californians right now. Um, so it's, <laughs> I got met with a lot of resistance, which I totally understand. I'm not upset about it. I'm like, yeah, I would be kind of ticked off too. Um, so now, yeah, now it's just getting my name out there, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, next of what I'm doing. Um, yeah, man, we'll right into it. We're yeah. I'm getting a, a timer thing. We've got about eight minutes left on this, so okay, cool. we're right into what you're doing, and we'll get rolling. 
so far, no paid advertisements. We aligned with a local gym that we did a video education series with that helped out a lot. Anytime we align with a gym, we offer 20%. We're cash only. Um, we don't accept Good. insurance at all because we want to treat, we want to be the ones choosing treatment and we are very exercise based. Um, so that obviously gets a little bit of pushback and we are not the cheapest option in the area. Um, but between he and I, we have like four decades of experience. So it's not your average Cairo spot either. Um, aligned with a local gym. We did an education series with, I'm aligning with other gyms. So I go out to at least one, if not two gyms a week, go take my table or sign in a massage gun, chat with people, answers a few questions. Obviously you can't legally diagnose or, or give treatment options. Um, yeah. But kind of just have like an educational talk. Um, doing that, I did a five-part I guess you could call it workshop with a waste removal company where I drove out at like 4.30 in the morning to their different sites and talked about nutrition and stretching and exercise because it's very, it's oil and gas here and waste removal. So it's very physically demanding. Mm -hmm. So I've done that. We've, I've done one workshop in the gym with the gym trainers that we aligned with. I'm doing one at the end of this month for a cycling club. Wow. That we help. I'm doing one at a new yeah. gym next month. I'm doing another one for the all female cycling club. And we're so, trying to figure so out what you're how, saying is yeah. just kind of blow up everybody with your name and what you're doing. Correct. Because nobody knows are. nobody knows who I am. Um, I want to work with active people. Like our tagline is improving your quality of life and performance in the Houston Bay area. Um, because we're called we call ourselves performance chiropractors. We're gonna yeah. trade like that. So very cool. steal that um so yeah it's it's literally getting out and meeting and, sh and shaking people's hands uh with me not being licensed that is a obstacle to getting patients in i feel um but i've also been really pushing my nutrition services um so that's been helping and it's literally shaking hands i'm gonna go just walk into crossfit boxes cold next week and see if i can get something fitted out but i've got a gen pop gym. I've got a, a strong man gym. I've got a bodybuilding gym. Now I just need to get aligned with a CrossFit gym. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I'm also strategically offering free treatment to trainers and gym owners. And it's there been paying off in spades. So like you might have to treat people for free to get your name out there, especially when nobody knows you and you're not doing paid ads, but we will start doing paid ads on our social media once I'm licensed. Okay, so that nice. all the videos that I'm doing, we're just going to repurpose. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I'm not surprised by any of this. <laughs> no, <laughs> this me neither. <laughs> yeah, correct. Awesome, man. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. yeah, man, that's awesome. Thank man. you. Yeah. Really so uh, every time I go to the gym, I have to hand out at least three business cards. My goal is five. Yeah. I'm not, I tell myself I'm not allowed to leave until I do that. So I'm sure so I'm driving. How do you, one question I have about that is how do you, how do you go about that? Like you see somebody kind of like struggling or you just like randomly walk up to somebody, like what's your kind of cues to know you need to give a business card to that person? Uh, I just go, yes, cool. And I just walk up and introduce myself. <laughs> I don't really know. A little pep we, talk we, like, so, so I've worked a powerlifting event. We sponsored a strongman event at the strongman event. I would literally walk around to like the thousands of people and I handed out a big bowl of candy. I was like, you guys want some candy? And they'd take some candy. Be like, okay, obviously that was my hook. Let me introduce myself. I'm Dr. Marvin. I hand out flyers. <laughs> 
Um, I have tabled for a total of 24 hours at different events before I got my first patient. So it's not going to be immediate folks. Like you might have great success. You might not. Um, but you just got to be consistent with it. And now people like in the gyms are like, Oh, you're that Cairo guy. Aren't you? Yes. So you just kind of got to break the ice, um, and go from there. Like, and it's all about momentum. Cause if I don't, if I go to the gym and I don't hand out business cards, I will have a hard time doing it the next time. So, so long as I'm just doing it everywhere I go, everywhere I go, I chat with the bank teller to get, you know, the cashier's check for a rental house that we just signed. Like here's my business card right down the street. We need you to help us take and reach out like stuff like that. I got you. I got you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. Plus like, what are they going to do? Say no. Okay, cool. Whatever. Nothing's changed. That's what I was going to ask because for me, it seems to be, that hurdle of like just that first initial like shoot what do i say you know just go well i also will be strategic if it's a dude i go man you're a big mother bleeper like, <laughs> i would love to work with you i'm dr marv i'm new to the area i'm a performance chiropractor blah 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 gotcha if it's a female typically um they for some reason um they'll ask me training advice which is kind of odd with how i train yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, I saw you doing this. So I just teach them some stuff, spend three minutes with them and be like, by the way, I'm Dr. Barb. This is what I do. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then like, we're doing a Google review campaign this month. So we sent out an email asking for Google reviews. I have a thing at the front desk with a QR code. I'm asking everybody for, we're gotcha. putting out our videos on Google maps now. Cause I didn't know you could do that. So, and it's free. Um, and other than that, yeah, uh, it's going slower than I would like. I'm not going to lie. I don't have nearly the amount of patients I expected to have right now. doesn't sound like it's going slow. Jeez. I was going to say, uh, you're doing like every year. <laughs> I think I was going to say you're exhausting like all your options. I mean, at this point, it's correct. Just a matter so, of like, but now it's just keep doing it. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had to have a phone call with the owners of the house we're renting. So is your income going to go up? Or I was like, uh, it kind of has to, right? So they're like, I'm surprised you were honest. I was like, look, it's sink or swim right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you have if you have no parachute, it kind of forces you to do what you got to do. Yeah. That's Let's true. be honest. Yeah. Like people, I think anything short of people lining up outside the door would probably be not a success for you at this moment, right? <laughs> yeah. So if I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I will look back at I will look back and laugh at me being like, man, I was so slow. Yeah, I say we'll talk again in two months and yeah. But you've got to put in the work, and a lot. Some people aren't comfortable with it. So then, there's a guy out of Dallas, Dr. Stratton Paulson. He does everything from social media. Now he's a straight Cairo. Um, That's how he chooses to practice. But like he does really well with social media ads. Like he gives me his numbers. Seventy people a month he gets from there. So it's different strokes. So I'm going to try that strategy, but uh, I'm old. I also sold insurance door to door. So I'm used to getting the door slammed in my face. So I really have no that's, fear. That, that's, that's the thing, right? Learning how to accept no. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're so, so get no. a job at a gym while you're in school. Yeah. You got to learn how to talk to people. Yeah. Like I was a telemarketer too at one time. So like get a job, even if it's for like a, short period of time to teach you how to talk to people and teach you how to handle rejection. Yeah. Cause it's not a re- personal reflection on you. So yeah, right. that's where hopefully, I personally, hopefully my rants helps. I don't know. <laughs> that's where I personally like 
lean on my previous work experience prior to school where I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm lucky. I actually, you know what? My degree took me a little bit longer than it should have in undergrad, but I was working. It took me seven years to get a bachelor's. I think you're, you're okay. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Um, one cool thing you brought up um, just in your whole conversation that sparked this idea in my head is uh, the cool thing about coming back to where I'm from is that people noticed I was gone. So now that I, this, this last month I've been back, I run into people and they're like, oh, like you did Cairo, right? You did Cairo. So it's it's a great, like the, the icebreaker is already there. It's like naturally right there. It is a huge advantage setting up shop where you grew up. Yeah. Um, that's why I've been struggling, so to speak, but I mean, it sounds like you're doing good. Be, I don't know what else I could be doing. Right? Yeah, so now no. it's just, now it's just putting in, now it's just like sowing seeds. Yeah. It's just like trainers, man. People will shop a trainer for six months before they actually sign up. Like it's going to be somewhat similar with this. Yeah. But now the more people are coming in and they're seeing the content we're putting up and I'm trying to be a little bit more personable on videos versus so robotic, like <laughs> it all, it all works out. But yeah, you gotta, nobody's going to, or nobody's handing me patients. Uh, right. Cause he only practices part-time. He's always only practiced part-time because he has multiple revenue streams. I don't right. have that luxury. Right. Got it. Word of mouth, man. That's huge too. Once you get rolling, like people are going to just yeah, spread it. It, so. it won't take right. Cause I have a very particular ideal patient. And right. That's where right. I want. So the, what yeah. is the, uh, what's the population like numbers down there? So Seabrook is small. It's only 11,000, but right across the bridge is leak city with 120,000 and Webster. There's 70,000 in Texas city. There's 150,000. Wow. And that's so, all within uh, a few miles of you. It's all within like a 20 minute drive. Okay. Um, there's a lot of construction down here, but uh, I'm tr- my cutoff for traveling to go table somewhere is 20 minutes. Cause I think beyond that, I don't know if people are going to come yeah, at yeah. least not yet, but eventually I want to be like doctor, you know, who, where people would drive three ways, three hours each way past like 10 Kairos to go to him. Yeah. Like yeah. that's my expectation for my practice. How saturated is that market where you're at? As far as Seabrook, there's like four Kairos here, and they're all dog shit. They, we get a ton of people. we get a ton of uh, patients from them. Uh, I saw those reviews. Cut cut that last part out. We will edit this. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, let me rephrase it. Uh, so there's four Kairos here, and uh, we get we get patients from them. Let's just put it at that. Got it. There yeah. we go. <laughs> they just practice differently. Okay, it's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah because that's the comment we get nobody what i've never been treated like this ever like that like nobody does what you're doing run us um, through if you if you can and i how I'm, much time we got well we I, we're good on time on our oh, okay. it's all on your end so cool. you tell us yeah, i'm just curious I, what do you want um just run us through like an, a typical appointment like how well, long for are new, you for new patient new patient is typically an hour mm-hmm we we go over their history we ask some questions it's a lot uh that part takes probably 10 to 15 minutes like it's very in-depth right i i do a gait assessment on just about every single person right and we go in and based on their intake form and our questions we do an exam the hard part with us figuring out how we're going to scale this is that we don't have set protocols for exams. Like every exam is different based on what the person's telling us. So that's the hard part. It's a lot of functional testing. I hate the word functional, but it is a lot of, okay, well, you have pain doing this movement. Let's have you do that movement. Right. 
Um, then we kind of tell them what we think is the issue, what we expect from a treatment plan standpoint, we call ourselves catch and release. So we get you in, we get you feeling better. We give you exercises and things for your unique situation. And then once you're better, you get out of here. If you want to come in for wellness, hundred percent, we offer that, but we're not long-term treatment plan oriented. Right. Uh, every first paid visit, we always treat and we almost always end up on the gym floor giving them specific exercises to what they need. Sounds good. Um, he does dry needling. I will get certified in that. I do all the nutrition here. I offer stretch therapy here, like stretch lab. Um, so I, I bake a little bit of nutrition into everything or like I'm good with medications. Obviously I'm not changing anything, but just from an education standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and then typically it's once a week treatment, unless it's very acute for a couple of weeks and we push it out to two weeks since they're still doing good. Then it's like, if you want to come back hundred percent, right? Um, yeah. And then uh, our rates, we just raised. I still want to raise them some more, but we got to get the patient list first. But like yeah. nobody does what we do for a first visit. As to everybody's first reaction is this is. So that nutrition bigger. stuff is kind of baked into that first visit, even though they're, um, they're not coming for that. Yeah. So we'll just have quick discussions. And then like right. I have like I have somebody coming. That's what I have to prep for because they're a complicated case uh, with an autoimmune issue that I think has been handled improperly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have a, a few discussions on that. Any supplement, everybody takes supplements and most of them are garbage. Um, so go over that. And then I do nutrition separately. So gotcha. patients have the option to, you know, you sit down with me for 30 minutes, we go over everything in depth. Then if you want to move forward, I do one time meal plans a month to month. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Man. And that, that's at a separate rate. Um, right and a separate service, but, uh, I would be dumb not to use my experience. Right. And it's how you help somebody even further. Yeah. yeah. And what about the subsequent visit? Like the couple of visits. Uh, so then typically people come in for 30 minutes. If they need exercise, we offer 15 minutes and 30 minutes. We very rarely get an hour follow-up visit. Yeah. And it's typically let's quickly assess if we need to adjust, we adjust, we need to do soft tissue, we need a soft tissue and let's get you back up on the gym floor, review your exercises, see how you're doing, progress it as needed. Um, Cause we're always trying to progress exercise and we're not a avoid pain clinic where a three out of 10 pain or below is perfectly acceptable. Mm-hmm. There's probably gonna be some pain working through your issues. They didn't start overnight. If it goes to a four out of 10 or higher, it means you pushed a little bit too hard the day before. So scale it back, but we are not a pain as our sole outcome measure. It's more like, what do you wanna do? Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. And then, yeah. But uh, exercise is a huge part of what we do. And then obviously I'm very biomechanics driven. So yeah, I look globally and then joint by joint as well, based on how we were trained by, we know who. Um, so, and then he and I treat differently though, but what's yeah. been great is he has given me the space to treat how I want to treat, um, which I'm very grateful for. And, uh, but our exercise thought process is very similar. So a lot of, t- especially during preceptor, we would just tag team everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And even now as post preceptor, if I don't have a patient, he has a patient, I'm in the room and I'm helping out and progressing exercise. And yeah, that's a cool dynamic. That's cool. That you've got that yeah. He and I work very, very well together and patients nice. have commented like you guys. Yeah. So a lot of times, what are you thinking? I'll stick in this. Me too. And then we can rest it because, yep. And then we can rest it like, so yeah, it's been very cool. Um, nice. 
Yeah, but he's been doing it for 12, 13, 13 years, I think. And he's an international speaker and all that. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. he's a wealth of knowledge for me too. Are you, uh, and maybe this is not able to be disclosed, but you jumping on those factors, factor seminars? Uh, no. no, got it. Very cool. Yep. Well, uh, anything else, Danny? No, man. That was that was awesome. That was very informative for early morning. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for jumping on. Uh, we really appreciate the time and uh, the conversation and the the few gems you dropped in those rants. Um, we'll definitely have to have you back on in some time and see. You know, maybe two, maybe a month and a half once you're actually rolling. You know, actually have patience and whatnot. He might be too yeah. famous. And by that point, maybe. <laughs> we might not yeah, get him. Yeah, right? He'll probably yeah. be on his own yeah. podcast doing things. Yeah. So. Yeah. What are these li- little people asking me to? <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, forget us. Yeah. So <laughs> anybody reach out to me on social media, uh, says. You'll see a very highly edited picture of me from my magazine article days. And then uh, the practice is Coastal Performance Cairo. Um, cool. We so will we do to help. Yeah. Yeah. Don't we'll link those help. in the cool. description uh, yeah. on our social media for sure. And yeah, man. Good luck with everything. Cool. Sounds like you got you. everything going well for you and I'm happy for you, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks, man. Best yep. of luck. Cool.